Welcome to another edition of Tech Post, where we chat all about what's happening in the world of technology. I'm Shawnee Ryan, and I'm joined once again by Dave the Don O'Neill. Dave, we're back. We are back. Yes, it's been a while. Indeed. It's been a while. Right, so Tech Post is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio, lccr.ie and also in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. So you can get this as a podcast in the Limerick Post podcast feed. And Tech Post is sponsored by the Irish Domain Registry. Go to weare.ie for more information on how to register .ie domains. So Dave, yeah, look, um, it's great to be back. Uh, We're a bit late starting off the year, I think between... um, between work, personal lives, parties, funerals, everything, everything got in the way with us in January. But we're here to chat all about technology now. So let's uh, let's kick off, uh, I suppose, we are kicking off the new year of the podcast, really, but we're a bit late. So uh, apologies to all our loyal listeners for that. Um, so I know that there's a Give a shout out to Peter here in Limerick, in sunny Limerick, uh, who uh, has been anxiously awaiting this uh, edition of the podcast of the Tech Post. So uh, thanks to him for his feedback as well. And if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us techpost at limerickpost.ie if you want us to cover anything in the world of tech or any products you want reviewed or any issues you might be having that's what we're here for but we're also here to give a light-hearted view on what's happening in the world of tech so dave we have loads to discuss i know i say that every episode but there's always loads and we're packed with two months of stuff now nearly so uh let's get straight into it and i have two things to kick us off dave uh, they're not in the notes that we share. Uh, so the first one is uh, last episode, I think it was, I did a review of the car Puride uh, in-car system for Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. And uh, one of the listeners, Kieran, was on to me just asking about more details about that. So uh, just to kind of recap and, and answer some of the questions. So effectively this is a device that's about the size of maybe like an ipad mini or any kind of seven inch tablet something like that same kind of thickness maybe a small bit thicker uh it runs a version of android car system which is separate to android auto and it allows you to have say like fm radio uh play video and audio on it and it will do wireless CarPlay and Android Auto if your device supports that. Uh, you can also plug in a USB cable to it so you could charge your device or just connect uh, wired instead of wirelessly. And one of the main questions there was as well, how do you get the audio from this device to your car? Uh, with the Like if you don't want to rip out your your car stereo or if it's built into the dash so there are four ways of doing it through this first one is there's a built-in speaker into this device uh not very loud but loud enough uh second one is it'll do bluetooth to your car so if you do have uh 
Bluetooth streaming in your car. Maybe some of the older ones don't. But if you do, it'll do Bluetooth to it. Uh, third one is it has an FM transmitter in it. So you could tune your radio to a certain unused frequency and it will uh, broadcast to that. And the fourth one is it will do like a 3.5 mil jack. So if you have an auxiliary port in your car, you can plug it into that and get the audio through that. Uh, it's great because it's just such a portable device. So if you've a car that you don't want to go ripping the dash, you can just bring this with you. And there is mounts that come in the box as well. So you can mount it up on your dash. Um, I would advise mounting it in a very kind of... Um, discreet way so it's not obvious that there's this auxiliary screen sticking up on top of your dash because like years ago you probably remember this Dave years ago people you had cars broken into to steal the GPS system out of it so if you had a dash mounted GPS uh, yeah. people used to report all the time that the cars had been broken into and that was one of the first things that was being stolen but you probably don't want to have this kind of like mounted and attached to your windscreen or something because it, it'll be obvious that there's this extra screen that's portable and can be taken. And I don't know, it's just because it's portable, you can take it out of the car when you're finished anyway or throw it into your glove box. But you just want to maybe mount it in a discreet way. And it's powered by your cigarette lighter. So that is the car, car pure eyed system. So hopefully, Karen, that answers your questions. And as I said earlier on, techpost at limerickpost.ie. Get in touch if you want any more information. So that's the first one, Dave. And the second one is something that happened to me only a couple of days ago. And another product that I had reviewed uh, months ago, actually, but I just want to bring it up. I talked about the Acara water leak sensor. If you do you remember me going over that a couple of months ago? Mm-hmm. I do. Right. Okay. So what you have to have is either an Acara hub or you could go with like the Acara Pro cameras. I think it's the the one that I have is the G2H Pro, which has a hub built into it. So you connect that to your home, uh, into your like wireless to your Wi-Fi and it will provide, like the camera provides a camera feed anyway into HomeKit or inside the Acara app. And I got these water leak sensors and one of them I put under the washing machine. And luckily, a couple of days ago, I was sitting at home and next thing, this big alarm noise came from my phone and I looked at it and it said water leak detected. And sure enough, there was a pipe had started leaking. Well, it was actually the valve uh, connected to the pipe had started leaking at the back of the washing machine. A bit of water had come onto the floor and this thing alerted me. Now, if if it hadn't, if I hadn't got this device, God knows how long that would have gone on before I would have gone out to the utility room and seen the water all over the floor. But this alerted me within minutes of it happening. So there was very little water uh, for me to mop up afterwards and I was able to uh, shut off the water and uh, fix the issue with the valve and all sorted so that is the reason why home tech is so good I love it this thing really really saved me because it could have been a disaster uh, 
Um, I have two of those water leak sensors. One, as I say, is underneath the wash machine and the other one is in the attic by my water tank. So if there is any issue, I get an alert on my phone. I was so thankful, Dave, that this was there and it really, really worked. And I would highly recommend to anybody uh, get a home, um, a smart home water leak sensor. Because if if I was out of the house, and I didn't have any alert. God, it could have been a complete disaster. But this was great. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. And those water leak sensors are only about 30, 40 euros. So it, like well worth the money, well worth the money. Yeah, so, absolutely. And two uh, very, I suppose, strategic places to put them too, the washing machine and the water tank, right? Yes, I mean, indeed. There you go. I'm, I'm really considering getting a few more of these and putting them in different places, like maybe under the kitchen sink, um, maybe maybe one in the bathroom someplace. And I, I'll have to look around and see what other could be potential areas. But uh, that's, it, it just well worth it. Saved, the, the money it saved me straight away just by that one alert. And I have those in the house now for, nearly a year i would say mm. and both of them are still showing as 100 percent battery in them oh, so wow. yeah exactly so <laughs> i can't complain about that at all um so that's that's my kick off to the show dave with my own private personal stories uh, they're not private anymore they're public now <laughs> right dave um okay January saw CES 2024. So yes, let, me ask, let me ask you a question, Dave. Is CES still relevant? Well, they keep making it relevant, I think. Um, look, it's always been the kind of place you go if you want to see concepts um, and obviously stuff that's going to come out, but stuff that might come out or just, you know, prototypes mm. and stuff like that. It, it's always been that kind of place. Um, so I wouldn't say it's irrelevant, but um, maybe not as relevant as it once was. But um, I think it still has a, a place, really. I mean, you put me on the spot here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, Dave. Um, I I don't know. I just find every year it's getting harder and harder to trawl through what's been announced and what might make it to be an actual device and some of them are absolutely ridiculous some are oh yeah bonkers things that you you often wonder how did someone put money into these companies or spend their own money developing this stuff it's just nonsense so i don't know i don't know it's I, I find it really hard to cover CES now. Uh, finding anything good inside in it has become harder and harder and harder. Uh, right. Is it, did well, you see anything, Dave, in CES? Well, yeah. I mean, for, well, for me, um, like they, I mean, they, they always showcase these crazy new TVs that are maybe hitting the Chinese market and, and stuff like that. But like, you know, it's TVs have always been a thing at CES, I think. Yeah. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, then obviously, yeah, you got to pay attention to that. For me, I'm, you know, I'm into computers, gaming computers and, uh, you know, uh, custom builds and stuff like that. So there's always something every year, new processors or 
new graphics cards or whatever. In this case, it was the latter. And uh, yeah, there you go. So um, NVIDIA announced the, um, I suppose you could say, refresh of their 40 series GPUs. Um, Bit of a disaster from the get-go, as in like the 40 series in general, when it was released in 2022, uh, the prices were outrageous. The, you know, the... um, what you got for it was outrageous, but uh, they kind of made some course corrections with the refresh. Still not a, like, you know, the best value in the world, but uh, I ended up buying one. So there you go. Oh, you got one. I did. I got one. I got a 4080 Super. Oh, and tell us, tell us more. Is it? Well, it's bad? phenomenal. Really? Phenomenal. I love it. Absolutely. Oh boy. Does it run hot though? But uh, oh. this thing is, is humongous. It's, takes up three slots in the computer and uh, it's about a hundred and nearly 140 millimeters long through the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's beefy, but, um, okay. but boy, is it powerful. Uh, it, it's yeah, it's an, it's a lovely upgrade. I used to have a 2070 super, um, right. which, which was a good card in its own right. But, uh, this is certainly a massive, massive, massive upgrade. And, uh, I don't know, hopefully it will last a while. Uh, price wise. Oh, okay. Well, this is the thing, right? They, um, the whole thing of the super refresh was to kind of offer more for the same price or reduce the price in the 40, when the 4080, the non super came out, it was priced at 1200, right? That's USD, no tax, right? That was outrageous. And (laughs) they got called out for it, et cetera. But you know, they, they were too proud to say, Oh, we'll just lower the price. So instead they released the 4080 super and released it at 999 dollars. Dollars, X right, tax. So, uh, so twelve hundred. Yeah, roughly on that, including tax over here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. But worth the money for you? Uh, absolutely, because I won't be get like you know. I kept my twenty seventy uh, super for four years. I'll keep this for at least four years. So okay. yeah, why not? Okay, you'll get your value out of it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so uh, you mentioned TVs. There, there is one TV. Um, and I'm now struggling to find out who was the manufacturer of it. Um, I think it was LG, but I could be prone or I could be corrected on that. Uh, it was the see through TV. Did you see that one? Oh, I think I did. And I don't know who did it either. I yeah. can't remember, but yeah. All right. And it was, uh, it, it effectively looks like just a pane of glass and you just need one power cord to it because it then talks wirelessly to the base. And the base can be located oh. anywhere in the room. So you could put the base away someplace in like um, behind closed doors someplace or wherever you need it on a shelf behind you or something. And it will then communicate to this TV. And when it's not in use, like it can be kind of like make it look like a fish tank or make it look like a window looking out onto a scene or something like that, like a snowy mountains. Uh, but it just means that it looks, it makes the the room not have this black rectangle in the corner someplace that there was something that, especially because it's see-through, it just looks more like a window. Uh, so it did look really good. But again, I price-wise, I'm probably talking about, I'm only making a guess at this now, it'll probably be about 15,000, 20,000 or more. I would have guessed about the same, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, TV-wise, that looked good. Uh, other than that, there was one really cool thing, and th- this might seem a bit quirky now, but uh, one of the companies 
which was Eureka, brought out a washing machine with a robot vacuum cleaner built into it. (laughs) 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 All right. So think about like your robot vacuum cleaner that has like a docking station somewhere in your home and the docking Uh station has water into you have to refill the 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 docking port uh with clean water and empty the dirty water and this and obviously you empty the the bag of dirt that it brings back as well whatever dust it collects and what they've done is effectively put a washing machine on top of a dock so it's taller than your standard washing machine but it means that it's all plumbed in in one place so you're going to get clean water and removal of dirty water when this thing docks. And the little robot vacuum cleaner goes in underneath and docks in and does his bits and comes back out and off he goes. Now, I looked at this and I thought, okay, that's clever of combining those two devices. Because you, if, if you have a washing robot vacuum cleaner that can do the mopping as well, you do need clean water and having to empty a bucket and refill it all the time can be a chore uh obviously not as much of a chore as hoovering and mopping yourself but it just made sense because you have a device that's plumbed already that these two things should be there together now if you have your washing machine under a counter uh so you have your standard height on it this thing will probably won't fit in but it just it was a good idea i looked at it and i went okay yeah good to combine those two things and that was eureka uh probably won't make it to market really (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, i've always i've always i've always wanted wanted an area where i could store my vacuum cleaner and washing machine like you know (laughs) come on okay fair enough I, i don't know sometimes i wonder if these people who come up with this stuff, if they're just like, okay, we need to come up with something, we need this killer product, or if they really thought to themselves, you know, I, I want to solve this problem. If the problem came to them first, rather than the actual thought, let's make a product, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, do, yeah. See the, I do see the sense in combining these two. I do see yeah, the sense. There's a bit, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, because, but, simply uh, because yeah. You, need, you need clean water coming into a a vacuum cleaner that can do their mopping and it needs mm, clean water yeah. all the time and it needs to be able to get rid of the dirty water. So this I, combining yeah. these two and you're you're going to have a, a a water feed and a waste pipe into your washing machine anyway. Yeah. Is it like one of those vax things that can clean your carpets too? I, <laughs> that would be yeah. handy. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they do. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember as well what was some of the worst things from CES. Um, I think BMW and Volkswagen bo- both got called out because they <laughs> wanted to bring in like AI systems like ChatGPT built into the car um, or Alexa or something built into the car. And both of those got called out from it. Uh, we don't need Knight Rider. We do not need your car talking to you. What we need is people paying more attention to their driving, not less attention. <laughs> So, yeah, you, you, uh, you know how many people I shouted at on the way home today? <laughs> <laughs> I would say a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, this is it, though. It's it, This is the way it's going. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's unfortunate, and, but yeah. And like uh, I, I remember watching the 
the I think it was at uh, WWDC where Apple showed off the way they're they're going with CarPlay to be able to take over all screens in the car and all the different color schemes you can have and layouts and information. And I remember looking at it going nuts, absolute nuts. You're now putting Mm -hmm. more distractions in front of people. And I just don't get it. I think people need to have less and less to look at. Um, Yeah, okay, some of the audio stuff is grand to be able to control different things by your voice, but not ChatGPT so people can have a chat with it because that's a distraction and so on. Well, I mean, you know, would it be any different? Devil's advocate here um, talking to a passenger. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on what kind of a conversation you're having, really, doesn't it? Like, I mean, are you be talking about the weather or whatever? Like, you know, that's the thing. (laughs) I don't know. I I just, I I just, like, they've they've been called out. Both BMW and Volkswagen have been called out on this. And I agree. They should be called out. This is not the way we want because uh, you know they're just going to do it for tracking anyway. They'll just use the tracking information oh, about you. So absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking, you of know, I just tracking, need a decent. Go, sorry, no, I was just going to say, if you, the only thing you really need in a car is a good sound system um, that has plenty of connectivity, um, where you set it before you move off, and you just let it go, and, and you keep your eye on the road, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. and oh, listen and to the tech to, post. There you go, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, all you need to be doing. Yeah. All right. It's gone mad. Um, it's mad, Ted. Yeah. Another another one, of them, speaking of privacy, another one of the things that uh, I think, uh, was it Del Monte Foods or someone? There was a couple of them anyway, uh, uh, demoed this um, shopping cart when you're in your, uh, down in the shopping center, a shopping cart that had uh, cameras and sensors on it and powered by, I was as with everything nowadays, Dave, AI powered, <laughs> so an AI powered shopping cart, which will like, I don't know, give you recommendations and different feedback based on what you put in your cart. So, uh, of course, you buy yeah. one product and it'll say, "Oh, you you should also buy this uh, complimentary mm-hmm. product." So, um, I think uh, there was a couple of people. Uh, who, who called that out as well as it's kind of said uh <laughs> that's not what we need we now need we don't want more ads being shoved in our face as we're doing the shopping oh i don't know <laughs> All right. it's crazy yeah yeah um there was plenty of other stuff anyway between flying cars and robots <laughs> to, to do everything um robots i think there was some uh ice cream maker and things like that but there was i don't know there was, there was loads of different stuff that so i would i would say to people just go on to youtube and look up best of ces 2024 and you'll find your information there you can also look up worst of ces and get a laugh as well but uh, <laughs> sure o- over the could. years there have been like there have been some real gems to come out of uh, ces in terms of bad products like from from Oh, I remember one of them was this kind of like thing that went around your mouth that was, was it called a hush me or something like that? So it was a like, what now? Yeah. Hush me. So it, it was like this, it was like an Apple vision pro headset, but it was around your mouth. 
So, and it had speakers in it, or sorry, headphones in it. So it had headphones that went into your ears, and then it meant that you could talk away on like a Bluetooth call, but no one around you could hear you talk. So it was like putting on a muzzle <laughs> and you talk into it so you could have a private conversation. Uh, looked absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. Mm. But anyway, there, there's, there's, I think, there's been some. I think that's really, an example. Yeah. I think that's an example of let's find a problem and let's, you know, for the sake of finding a problem and let's fix yeah. it for the sake yeah. of fixing it. Right. It's not, exactly. yeah. I can't believe anybody would have just thought, oh my God, this is what the world needs, you know? Yeah. And of course there was plenty of other things that uh, were all, as they say, AI powered. That's the big word. Everything. At the moment. Everything is AI powered at the moment. Uh, so <laughs> whether it's a scooter, a car, flying taxi, anything. Everything now has uh, AI built into it. Probably a toaster and a microwave as well. But uh, we'll, uh, we'll skip on from all that, Dave. Um, that was CES. I you know, we, have, we haven't really wrapped it up, but we've. I think we've talked enough about it. You're onto something there with the toaster, right? I mean, you can tell the toaster <laughs> how you like your toast. <laughs> <laughs> because setting a dial is so hard. <laughs> Yeah, but every toaster is different. You have to figure it out first. And then you're like, oh, no, 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 that's too underdone. Oh, no, that's too overcooked. Uh, well, I, f speaking from just my own personal experience, Dave, and I'm sure other people might uh, have other experiences, but it usually takes me three minutes to figure out a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> and after that, for the life of the toaster in my house, I know exactly how it works. <laughs> Right, Dave, let's move on. All let's right. move on and let's go to the Galaxy S24. Galaxy, okay. was it the Galaxy Unpacked it was in January as it well? It was, 2024, that's right. right. So the first thing anyway is if anybody, any listener is thinking of going back and watching this Galaxy Unpacked event, skip the first 10 minutes. Nothing happens. It's a lot of fluff. Uh, I... I Tell me your thoughts on this, Dave. I found the stage was so over the top. It was very, very distracting. Uh, the amount of screens and the amount of transitions they did and everything. It was it was like as though they'd let an 11-year-old off and said, have at it there, make as much as you can in transitions and graphics and different things happening. It was, I don't know, it was, it was, it was just lunacy watching it in my eyes i was like just get on with the show tell us what we're here to find out about and stop all this like trying to make it into well, this go on well they're well they're, they're korean right i mean and you know you've been to asia so you've seen it in person in japan they love lights they slap them everywhere in every city street it's it's crazy that is it's true. chaos so that that could be it but uh, then again they just want to be flash and fancy really i think yeah. that's what it really comes down to Right. We heard an awful lot in this event as well about AI. It was all mentioned everywhere. AI, 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 mm -hmm. everywhere. Uh, so the first big thing that they said, which I thought was great, is that going forward with the Samsung Galaxies, that you are now going to get seven years of security and OS updates. And Fantastic. And that was, that was really, really needed. I think that was 
it's, it's something they should have done years ago. Sure. Um, the way, see, the way it worked was like companies used to abandon devices very quickly, sometimes after a year. So Google tried to round up some of the, the big manufacturers to agree to, um, to OS update. And that was kind of the norm for quite a while, even though Apple were doing their own thing with seven years or whatever the case may be. So it's a recent thing. Uh, it kind of started with the Pixels. I think back in the Pixel 6, they started doing more, uh, adding on more years. And Samsung then started doing it with the, I think the S21 or the 22, whatever it was. But seven years, that's a record so far. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very good. Mm. Um, so very welcome. Uh, great for the environment, really. Because yeah. if people are if people know that they're going to get this amount of security and operating system updates, they might not be as inclined to go jumping every year or two years to upgrade devices when you don't need to. Um, I know myself. The last phone I had, I got three years out of it, and mm -hmm. then I then passed it on to someone who has had it for the last year as well, and. That's like that's four years and counting going great. Mm. Uh, the one before that, I got five years out of my phone, five years of perfectly good usability. And when I passed that on, the person I gave it to got about a year and a half out of it after that as well. So like you don't need to be going out buying the flashiest one every year. Uh, well, if you have the money and you're able to do it, fine. But it's not necessary. The phone that you have is pretty good. So you, if it'll get three, four, five years out of it, perfect. Perfect. I exactly. Think good idea. I think, I think part of it there, I, look, here's my theory. Okay. Um, and like very few people will buy a phone and keep it for seven years. Right. They know yeah. that. Yeah. So what's going to like, what usually happens is you'll keep a phone, maybe two, three, four, five years. Mm -hmm. And you will pass it on maybe to, uh, you know, your kid or your, your nephew, your niece or, um, your mother, whoever, yeah. right? So, and, you know, that's fine. And they know that you're going to still probably upgrade your phone nearly as, as often that you're not going to like put off upgrading simply because of software updates. I mean, that's generally speaking, people want a new phone because they just want something newer, more, you know, a bit more performant, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, better cameras, So they're probably thinking that. they're not. Exactly. Cameras, right? And and they know that it's not going to throw people off from doing that, but at least they're giving them a bit of extra value, earning a bit of goodwill, good PR yeah. at the same time. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah. All right. Okay. So they demoed uh, translation feature live on a phone call. Um, mm. and they said that the translation is on device in 13 languages. Uh, so, and it looked pretty good. The fact that you could call someone who's speaking in a totally different language and get instant translation while you're talking to them. And obviously while you're talking to them, they get a translation of your voice as well into their language. Uh, that's brilliant. That is, that's really, we're heading for Star Trek land there with the universal translator. Uh, right. I thought that was great. Um, I think yeah. it's powered by Gemini. Um, they're, they're, well, it's actually Gemini Nano, uh, which is kind of an on-device. I don't like version of Gemini, AI, right? Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a large language model, but uh, they, they like it to is. Call it's it. um, yeah, Gemini is Bard. Bard is yeah. gone. Gemini is in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the 
Gemini itself has had its issues lately as well, but I don't think we'll touch that hot potato right now. Uh, we'll let the <laughs> listeners go and look up uh, the, the current Gemini issues and go and find them for themselves, watch a few YouTube videos on it. It's quite interesting, but I think yeah. we'll stay off it for, for this podcast anyway. Uh, right. They, there's also... Um, yeah, there's also the transcript assist, so it has voice records and it'll auto summarize uh, your notes and things like that. Um, hmm. Note assist. They've lifted a, a lot of these features actually from the Pixels, I believe, because uh, I think the Pixels had that live call transcript thing, and they definitely have the uh, summarized transcript thing. All right. Okay. Yeah, the note assist, yeah. and I've never used them. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Dave. One day. <laughs> All right. Uh, the one of the really interesting ones was the circle to search, uh, where yeah. you could get you could be look at a photo or something, and you just draw a circle around it, and it will it will basically Google search it. And my thoughts on that was, is that not just like Google Lens, just built into the OS instead it, of like it, it is? But you see, you got to look at it like this, right? The Google Lens is basically looking outward, so you see something in the wild that you want. To search, that's fine. But if you're watching a video or on a website and you see something there, like an image of like whatever the hell it is, you circle to search that. Lens is like again looking outward with a camera, whereas you're actually circling to search on your screen. Aha, uh -huh. right, okay. So but it's just probably using the same back end technology really. But just allowing probably you to circle watch your on screen. Yeah. An evolution of that same technology, yeah, I would imagine, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So let's dig into the specs on the actual devices themselves anyway. So you've got the S24, the S24 mm -hmm. Plus, and the S24 Ultra. Uh, yeah. So the S24 is a 6.2-inch screen, and it has the, um, is it the Zynos chip. Um, Exynos, I think, isn't it? All right. Yeah. Exynos. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it's pronounced anyway. Uh, I usually mangle these words anyway. Uh, so is it uh, the twenty four hundred anyway chip, um, eight yep. gigs of memory and a four thousand milliamp battery, and it has a fifty megapixel main camera, a twelve mm -hmm. megapixel wide angle lens, and a ten megapixel telephoto lens that has three uh, three by optical zoom. Right. Yeah. Okay, so that's the S twenty four, and I think. Price wise, that was coming in around, I think around 800 euros, mm. 850, I think it was roughly. Yeah, uh, 799, I can't yeah. remember exactly, but it was around that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the S24 Ultra 6.8 inch screen, uh, which is the same as the Plus model, I think, as well, isn't it? Both of those have the 6.8. Um, I don't think so. Hang on. Well, maybe. <laughs> I might have got that wrong the other way around. Maybe the. Maybe the plus, no, the plus would definitely be bigger than the, the normal. Um, oh, no, the plus would be bigger than the normal. You yeah. you were talking about the ultra. Yeah. You so said the, ultra there for a second. Okay. Yeah. So the ultra and the plus are the 6.8 inch screen. Um, and the, I think the ultra has the 5,000 milliamp battery. So much bigger battery in that. And a 200 megapixel main camera, 50 megapixel periscope camera. 12 megapixel wide angle lens and a 10 megapixel telephoto lens. 
and it's powered by the Snapdragon Gen 3. Um, I I have to say that the the camera array on the back of it looked a bit ugly to me. What did you think? About yeah, it? yeah. Uh, look, I mean, it is what it is, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all getting a bit ugly. I mean, even the iPhones one. Okay, yeah. look, I'll give it to Apple. The the, the iPhones one is probably slightly more elegant, but it's still, you know, it's what it's, the people want, Dave. <laughs> it is. It is yeah. true. Um, yeah. But that's the thing. Like having the depth of a camera. Like no matter how much AI you have at the moment, at least today. Uh, yeah. Having a bit of depth in the camera makes a world of difference. So, yes, yeah, that's the you way you cannot, work. It you cannot replace sensor size when it comes to photography. And mm. I've said it before, I'll say it again. That's why your DSLRs have a big, big lens on the front of it. You cannot replace big sensor size on a camera. Otherwise, you're getting noise and you're filling it in with software. So, um, what else was there on anything else on those uh, phones, Dave? Uh, well, the displays were very impressive. Uh, 2,600 uh, 2, nits of peak brightness. So that's pretty Ooh. darn tootin' good. Yes, that um, is quite good. Yeah. And running yeah. gorilla armor material. I, over it. He, yeah, with the with the ultra version. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I have no idea and what he, that means, but anyway. Well, it's it's down to the scratch resistance. Oh yeah, of course. Reflectiveness, all that kind but of. But it's just a name, you know. It's just an arbitrary name. It, like you know, that's the well, thing. Cor Corning are a company on their own. So, they are. Yeah. yeah. So like the the galaxies, I think the pixels, the iPhones, they all use this uh, Corning cover glass on these things. Oh yeah. Uh, because it's uh, and and this it was. Corning Gorilla before now it's Corning Corning Gorilla Armor, <laughs> so it's obviously the better one. Yeah. What next? I look. boy. the oh yeah the Ultra One as well has the titanium case on it as well, so that means you're getting a stronger case and much lighter yeah. as well. Um. Right. Any other bits and pieces on that that stood out for you? You know what? No. Um, it's it's just another a year, another slight performance bump. You know, things get a bit better as we'd expect. You know, it's mm. there is nothing, I suppose, groundbreaking about it. You know, nothing new, and that's kind of been the way for not just Samsung, but for the whole industry yeah, now. Yeah, they've the whole lot, they've yeah. kind of stagnated. It's just. Yeah. yeah, we're going to make the cameras a little bit better. We're going to just stick a faster processor in there, but ultimately it'll be the same. We're in an evolution period with mm. phones at the moment where it's just um, increment, small incremental updates to various items, but nothing revolutionary, no big, big area that they're changing on these things because there isn't much more they can do with them anyway. Uh, exactly so. exactly um like i mean they've already got one of the fastest file storage methods going yeah. at the moment they did that with the s23 range so there's no mm -hmm. change there um wi-fi 7 is on the table now i think that's about it really yeah <laughs> i'm just looking up pricing here dave so, mm -hmm. uh 800 no sorry 900 for the s24 uh 1150 for the s24 plus and oh. 1450 for the S24 Ultra. 
And that, so is that US dollars? No, that's euros. So oh, yours. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's, that's without any, I, I presume like there'll be specials and you can get like your, uh, subsidies for contracts and things like that on top of it. But that's, I've heard ads on the radio there. already. They're oh, giving yeah. away the buds and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, Samsung tags as well. They're giving away those. So oh. they're, they're trying to incentivize you with two, 200 to 300 worth of them um, swag to, to get oh, one. Yes. Nice. nice indeed. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It actually sounds like a good deal if you are getting, the the earbuds and the and the tags but it, that is a good deal yeah mm. i think it was a singular tag but <laughs> anyway oh <laughs> <laughs> i think i could be wrong i could a be wrong tag. and i can't remember what company it was but we we couldn't say it anyway could we i mean that might be a breach of our ethical guidelines we could just say it and then say other providers exist <laughs> yeah <it's> true <laughs> right um now i have one last thing on the galaxy unpacked event right that was hold so on confusing. Hold on, hold on a minute. Is it one more thing? <laughs> one less thing almost, really, oh. actually. Uh, <laughs> it was the weirdest thing I have ever seen in uh, a presentation, whereby this guy was on stage talking about health and all the sleep tracking and all the different fitness and everything, and then said uh, something like, and we're taking it to a new level with the galaxy ring and the screens lit up with this lovely thing showing the galaxy ring this wearable ring that's going to do your fitness tracking and showed off the device in a fabulous way amazing music and you're expecting a whole thing about the galaxy ring and once the 20 second presentation showing you the pictures and the thing revolving around was over, a guy came on screen or on stage and just went, thanks for joining us today. Goodbye. <laughs> and I was like, I actually rewound because I thought I'd missed something and looked at it again. And it was like, and now we're announcing the galaxy ring. Goodbye. <laughs> I've never Hi. seen anything like it on screen. It was like as though they just forgot an entire section. They just, somebody didn't appear, somebody didn't walk on stage or was late. And this guy just came out and said, thanks for coming by. I couldn't understand it. I don't know. Nothing well, said about it. always leave your audience wanting more. Maybe that's the <laughs> philosophy. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have to say, I didn't even go look it up afterwards. I didn't even go Googling it or anything because I was just like baffled by this thing of and here's the galaxy ring goodbye <laughs> it's like something you know South Park. <laughs> now that i think of it i didn't yeah. either yeah i just <laughs> i don't know i just looked and laughed and went what was that about Good they should have teased a little bit more and that might have got people a bit more curious oh, they, I think. even if they just said coming in q2 or something anything at all about it but it was mm. just and now we're taking it to the next level goodbye <laughs> Oh, it was brilliant. Right, Dave, let's move on from Galaxy. Uh, the Apple Vision Pro has launched. Oh, yes. Yes, it has launched. Behold. Right, it is out there in the wild and loads of people are putting up reviews all online about it, showing it in use, um, doing dumb things with it, like driving a car with it on, which is definitely don't do that oh my um, god yeah um there there is i did i did actually like 
that in certain occasions you saw on some of the videos where when the Vision Pro detected a lot of motion, like if you're on a train or something like that and it detects that the thing is in motion, it won't allow you to do things like watch videos. It cuts them out and says motion detected. So obviously if you're on a an airplane or a train or something, it's not going to really detect the motion that much. But when you're in a car or on um, like a subway or something like that and they can see the outsides moving around, then mm. it's going to know that you're in motion and it cut the video out, which I really liked that feature in it. But overall, in terms of watching people using these things and what they're doing with it, working with them, uh, consuming media on it, everything, I still want one. I definitely want one. Can't wait okay. to launch it over here. I really can't wait to use one of these. Now, there have been loads of um, stories of people getting sick from using this. So it really will depend on your tolerance for that type of thing. If you haven't used VR headsets before, maybe try out different ones like the MetaQuest or try out the PlayStation 1. Uh, see what they're like first. Get, find someone that you know that has one use it and see if it affects you in terms of your like if you're prone to vertigo or anything like that um some some of the reports are that if you use them with if you need glasses and you use them without the prescription lenses uh, inserts then it can cause um nausea so definitely definitely even like once they launch over here book your session in the apple store to Try it out first before you buy, because it is a huge price tag on it. It'll probably be about four thousand euros when it ships over here. Uh, Easily, but, yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot of money. Uh, try it out first before you go do an anthem, because the last thing you want is buying it and then finding out that using it makes you sick. Mm -hmm. uh, this is true. I mean, uh, yeah. And if you can get to a store that uh, will have um, a display model, you know, yeah. maybe uh, yeah. give it a try first. Um, but I, I was pounding on the keyboard. You probably heard me. I was I meant did. to mute my mic before I did that. But I was when you said the quest, it, it reminded me of a headline I saw. Apparently, Mark Zuckerberg might be a bit jealous. He says that the MetaQuest 3 is far better and cheaper than the Apple Vision Pro, period. Did you expect him to say anything less? Well, I didn't expect him to say anything at all. All right. <laughs> um, some of the some of the reports I, you know, the way like this pass through where the cameras on the outside are showing you your surroundings. Uh, there yeah. was some uh, comparison reports done, and like, say, like if the MetaQuest was doing it in the pass through in whatever, say, like fifty milliseconds, that the Vision Pro was doing it in. 20 milliseconds i don't know the exact numbers there but it was yep. significantly faster in terms of what it's passing through to you which again is something that will help defeat no alleviate uh, uh, exactly exactly yeah that if yep. you have the your surroundings happening at the same time as what you're expecting it to happen especially if you're mm -hmm. walking or moving or doing something uh then it you're you're getting the feedback to your eyes as fast as your eyes expect it, really. 
Exactly. That that delay would uh, would likely cause nausea for if, especially like if, if you're prone to it. Like I mean if yes. you if you get nauseous in a car or whatever. Yeah. Um and the refresh rate as well. So the performance of like how fast the image uh, can refresh and mm. like you know move the yeah. pixels around and stuff like that. When that's very low, apparently that could be a bit of a uh, yes. uh, a cause of nausea as well. So but from hmm. all the reviews so far and uh, which I can only go on because we it's only launched in America, so it can only go on what I'm seeing online on it. Uh, the eye tracking and the hand tracking in it is very, very good. Anybody who's used them have said this is really the future of computing. Um, we're probably not going to see a version two of this for a couple of years. Uh, so it, at the moment, it's still a hefty device to have in your head. I can't see people using it for more than a few hours at a time, if even that. Uh, but I still want one. I still want one. I still want to try it out. Yeah, how do you feel about the idea of like walking around town with it on your head? Not hope. Not hope. Exactly. That's now, what people are doing, though. Okay, right. Let's caveat that a small bit. All right. <laughs> Back in the, I would say, I'm trying to remember when they first were kind of around over here in Ireland, probably early 90s. People walking around with a mobile phone up against their ear were like openly called names. Yeah, okay. And people had discussions like this where they said, no way would I be seen dead with a phone up against the side of my head in the middle of a street. No way. And then when Bluetooth headsets came out, people were like, oh, look at that and insert your own word here. People are going to think I'm yeah. talking to myself, you yeah. know? And yeah. now you look around and everybody has the wireless headphones on. They're all chatting to people as they're walking around. Everyone Video has a phone chatting. in their hand and it is completely 100% accepted. Now, yeah, true. Now, if this thing was a small bit smaller, um, I think we could be... Remember now... The, the youth, the kids driving, uh, growing up today. Yeah. They will accept this as normal in 10 years time. Oh, God. Right. So, <laughs> so I think you will see a lot of this happening in 10 years time. I know. It just reminds me of every kind of like movie that was made in the, the 90s that depicted people walking around the streets with these big VR headsets on and they were all yeah. like zombified or whatever like caught in the matrix or something you know oh uh, that's what we're heading for anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a guarantee yeah oh, ai man. ai more ai more ai yes indeed um right so that's the apple vision pro just a few more apple things to cover as well so the ios 17.3 came out with the stolen device protection i talked about that in the last show so if you want more information on that go back and listen to the previous one definitely when you update i would recommend to everybody turn on stolen device protection on your iphone um it's very quick and easy just to do inside your settings but uh it's it's to me, it's an essential thing. Uh, but if you want more details, go back and listen to the previous episode. Um, Apple has also released three new apps for Windows, Dave. Can you believe Oh, it? my. No, I can't. <laughs> yeah, the TV app, the music app, and a device management app, which is all to try and start replacing iTunes. 
So they're I really see. trying to put the debt nail in iTunes on Windows there. And I think at the moment, iTunes will only be used for accessing things like podcasts. So wait for the next round of iterations and there will be a podcast app and iTunes will be completely dead at that stage. Yeah, iTunes is terrible for Windows though. It's so sluggish. Just oh, clicking on always, a, 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 it. Yeah, yeah. click on your menu, to search it, and it takes like it's like it's going to load something remotely. It takes like two seconds yeah. to respond to your input, and oh, it's yeah. it was always a horrendous app. It was something that was like a kind of an afterthought thrown in there and never worked on properly. So yeah. never optimized. So good to see the death of that. Anyway, yeah, um, there's a lot of rumors going on. I, well, I think we're going to see a March event anyway. So we'll be covering that next month anyway, whatever yeah. they, come okay. out they usually do come out with iPads and maybe might get the M3 in the MacBook Air or something like that. Um, mm. But there's rumors of a HomePod with a screen attached to it coming. Okay. So now, they're going the Amazon route there. Okay. Correct. <clears throat> correct. It's, it's, it's needed. I would love to have one because I, I have the Amazon Echo show in the kitchen. Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and I love it. I think it's brilliant because you get visual feedback on things you talk to about and get, like, if you ask it for mm. uh, conversions and temperature or weight or anything like that, you get it on screen as well. Um, nice. It's great as just a photo frame in the corner and it's mm. great sound out of it as well. But I would, okay, very good. I would love to get a HomePod with a screen on it. Uh, People have been, there's been a lot of talk online about people asking about, like saying, um, but like it's going to be like a HomePod with an iPod, iPad mini attached to it. So they're kind of amalgamating the two prices and saying this thing will have to be seven or 800 euros. But they're not taking into account that if you just put a screen on the front, it doesn't have all the guts of the iPad because they're already within the HomePod. And it doesn't need the processing power of mm -hmm. an iPad because it's not going to be doing highly graphical you're you're not going to use it for drawing or putting on like gaming or anything like that yeah. yeah you're not going to be putting pro logic or photoshop or anything onto it it's going to be running kind of a a version of tvos really so it's kind of like probably the old a15 chip or something like that would be sufficient enough to run this something like what's in the apple tv uh, oh, definitely. Be, yeah. yeah. You're not going to be gaming on it. You're just going to be running a few widgets. It's not multitasking or anything. So um, I would see it if it came out probably coming in under the 400 euro mark. And I would say, I would I would agree. I would I would say it's, look, prediction but, being Apple, Apple being Apple, it's going to probably be more than three. Yes. Yeah. Because like the existing HomePod is 299. Roughly. Is it? Yeah. The, oh, the big okay. one. The big one. The HomePod mini is about right, 100. Right. So like you're it's going to be a bit more than that and it i suppose it depends on what our technology is built into it as well anyway so we'll have to see what it comes out with. but there are the rumors on that at the moment and there's also some rumors about a new version of siri um and ai powered <laughs> are we allowed to say ai <laughs> was she not ai powered already i mean come on yeah, they're all ai powered it's not ai it's called a large language model it's, it's do you know what ai is ai is the new cloud define the cloud is, now yeah. define ai there's yeah. no one definition it's yeah. just such a, such a huge scope yeah it's not real ai it's just a large language 
model. That's all it is. AI is when they can think for themselves and be sentient. And we're a long way away from that yet. So we don't have to worry I about terminators. So. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, I also read, Dave, that Windows 12 is due late this year. Um. Yeah, I've been hearing a bit about that as well. I don't know if it's for realsies or not, but um, yeah, it could. Yeah. And, and likely the case, if it is going to be out later this year, it'll be a summer announcement because that's when they did Windows 11. It was around the summertime. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll wait and see now and we'll be covering that as it comes along. So yeah. I've one last thing, Dave, as well, just to cover that in uh, something that from January. So this is great because a fifth-year student from Kalosh to Kiran in Limerick won the top prize at the 60th BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition. Uh, That's that right. Sean O'Sullivan, a uh, 17-year-old, with his project Verify Me, which is a new approach to authorship attribution in the post-chat GPT era. And wow. It, it's really, it's a, it's a, a system for, like, the finding a reliable method to discern discern the true human authorship of text. So verifying whether it's AI generated or human written text. I mean, I like until now, I'd never thought of that. But now that you said it, I think we're in that era where we really need it. Yes. Like you, you saw in the Samsung Unpacked event when they were showing off some of the AI features of video and photo editing, that they were mm -hmm. watermarking the images uh, if you changed it, like if you move yes. something in an image, um, it would put in metadata into it and it would watermark it to show that it has been AI modified. So yeah. that's, that's a good start anyway. Uh, although if you have a watermark in the corner, people will probably just crop that out of it anyway. Crop that out. Yeah. I was thinking though, I was thinking, what a buzzkill. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Sean O'Sullivan's uh, project to verify whether something was human or AI generated won him the top uh, spot in the 60th BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition. So congratulations to him. And it's great to see another Limerick person doing well, isn't it, Dave? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Dave. We have come to the end of another episode of Tech Post. So see you in six months. <laughs> no, we will, we will, we will be back again next month, uh, listeners. Thank you for your March. patience, and we shall, uh, we shall endeavour to uh, keep you entertained if we can. So uh, thanks again, Dave. And All right, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Goodbye. Tech Post is brought to you by Limerick City Community Radio and in association with the Limerick Post newspaper. It also goes out as part of the podcast feed from the Limerick Post where you can get this show and loads more great shows. Please give us a rating and review if you like this show in whatever podcast app you use. Theme music is by Dylan Flynn and the Dead Poets and you can get their great music on Apple Music and Spotify and production assistance from Eric Fitzgerald.